Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TGC Canada Worship God podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to worship, worshiping our great God, gospel-centered worship, and how to serve the local church in worship ministry. Thanks for being with us today. With me is Rob Brockman and Pat Sibel. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Jody. Hey, Jody. See you again. And uh, we just we have a great time talking about stuff and life and worship. And uh, these are great guys with great hearts. And today is uh, 2.0 of what we discussed two weeks ago about the uh, senior pastor worship leader relationship. We discussed its importance and some of the, the particular issues that we have to work through. And we thought we had so much more to say. Mm. And I hope it's going to be helpful for you today that we decided to come back and do a recap and also to talk about some new stuff. So, Rob, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm uh, in the uh, beautiful city of Brassard. I'm visiting my family, so I'm just on, still on vacation, if you can believe it, and uh, enjoying that. Rob, it seems like your life is a vacation. I know, man. Ever this since is... I've known you, you've been on vacation. Worship leaders, <laughs> this is the goal. This is where you get, you know? <laughs> That's what said uh, before we, we went live. Wherever Rob goes, it doesn't matter. He's always got a microphone and some yeah. headphones. Yeah, I, I brought all my gear with me, so I didn't want to let the podcast down. So, yeah. <laughs> But I'm doing good. Preach, pray, die, or podcast at a, at a moment's That's note. That's it. You got, you got to be able to. Matt, how are you doing out in the West Coast? Good. Yeah, I was on vacation last week with my family uh, uh, just outside of Kelowna. And uh, we rented this place, this little lake called Itabel Lake. And um, we didn't know it was nine kilometers of gravel road to get in there. Um, and then didn't realize that we were completely off the grid, no Wi-Fi, no cell phone coverage. Uh, so it was, a, I, it took me like three days to come down from like, I, you know, and then there was this real weird moment, like what if, what if a tragedy struck or something in my family or who knows, you know, who's done, <laughs> it was just like a weird, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been off the grid like that, but then we yeah. settled down and just really, really enjoyed the lake sit, sitting on the lake every day. Uh, it's beautiful. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, I had a chance to be in Ottawa, Ontario. Since we're talking about Brassard and uh, BC, I went to Ottawa to visit my mom for a couple of days and some relatives. And I discovered this little place called uh, Petrie Island hmm. in this little kind of sanctuary just in the east end of Ottawa with seven kilometers of running and walking trails and beaches and marshes and people with long wow. telephone lenses taking pictures of the wildlife. I thought, this is great. I lived here for 30 years of my life, never knew about this place, and now I get to discover it. <laughs> like I had a little mini Muskoka uh, morning. Mm. So just thank wow. God for these little opportunities to be in Brassard or be at the cottage off the grid or be in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, especially sure. during COVID where we're just glued to tech because we've been forced to. Right. Man, I think it's, you know, I think that's a godsend. Uh, you know, we're going up to a cottage uh, in a couple of days just with all of our family just for a few days just to get away and going to just disconnect and just kind of do what Pat did unintentionally because I think that that, man, mm -hmm. we need that right now in this time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, we do. And September's coming, brothers. Yeah, it's right. August. As they say, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's August. Yeah. It's coming. We're gearing up. Well, let's let's have you, Rob, if you would, in case maybe somebody wasn't with us last time. Why don't you give us a, a summary of what we talked about last time? Yeah. So in our last episode, we started talking about 
this worship leader, senior pastor relationship. And we kind of started off talking about why is it so important? And why is it a big problem when those relationships aren't going well? And then we talked about kind of what the worship leader's job is. And essentially, it's really to come alongside the senior pastor. As we pointed out, there's no worship leader role or worship pastor role in the New Testament, but there's a senior, there's a lead pastor, the elder teacher role. And so um, he's got the mandate to lead the church, not us. And so we come alongside in a supportive role to help him do that. And that's kind of needs to be kind of the groundworking as we continue into this conversation to these relationships. So we talked about the importance about, hey, making clear what that role is and how when we have that clarity, it helps us avoid some of the conflicts. And then we talked about some things we could do to build the harmony of that relationship and like being intentional and trying to learn from our senior pastor and being humble and asking for feedback. And so that was part one of our conversation about this important relationship. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we talked about this scripture last time, but I love Philippians 3.3. It says, we worship by the spirit of God. He is the worship leader. Well, Jesus Christ is our worship leader. The Holy Spirit is the worship leader of our congregation. The senior pastor, as you rightly said, is the worship leader in the sense of a human level. And we are serving under, under the senior pastor, under the spirit, under the Lord Jesus Christ. And so understanding our, our role as worship leaders is, is really cre- uh, it's, it's key and it's freeing for us because we know that we don't cause worship to happen, but the Lord does. And as we function in this submissive role, under God and under human leadership, God blesses that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pat, tell us about uh, some reasons why this is a tough relationship to do well. And, and uh, I think we talked last time about it can easily go south. Why are, what are some of the reasons that it's difficult to grow this relationship? <clears throat> you know, I was thinking, um, I've, I've been doing this for a long time myself and having been the the lead pastor and the the worship pastor um, of of churches wore both those hats and I think there's a I was I was watering my grass early this morning in front my front lawn and just thinking about uh, this podcast and um, I I had a sabbatical uh, about two years ago I took four months and I I was I really struggled not being in church on Sundays uh, I would go to church but it wouldn't be my church I'd go to different churches and um, Sunday became one of the worst days of my week and uh, and then I, I was seeing a biblical counselor every two weeks just to talk about what was going on in my heart and helping me discern uh, issues that were was going on and um he, I, he really pinpointed that that ministry for me at 31 years um had, i i was a ministry junkie um i didn't so sundays became so hard because i i was not doing anything i was just sitting and listening to the word of god and singing and but i was not a participant and I think often within churches, you got the worship leader and he's got an agenda and he's working and he's going hard and he's doing ministry and you got the lead guy and senior pastor and he's got an agenda and he's going. And I think often that we, we fail 
to do all the little things that are so vitally important because we're so wound up tight doing ministry. Mm-hmm. And when we do ministry and forget all the important things of, um, you know, biblical fellowship, what does biblical fellowship look like? What does it look like to share our lives with one another and intentionally build together? And often we just, we got this big long to do list as a senior pastor. we got a big long to do list as a worship pastor and we're on, you know, different lanes. We might be on the same highway, but we're on different lanes and we're just flying past each other and we're, we're missing sometimes the most important things. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I, that, that word ministry junkie, I, there might be some people listening today mm-hmm. that just say, that's me. I'm just so concerned with, doing everything right and i do ministry but often we can do ministry with just without with with neglecting some really important things so you know asking the question what what is important and i would say biblical fellowship especially senior pastor worship leader like what does that look like um to, to have real biblical fellowship i don't mean like you know go go out grab a coffee and talk about you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs and how bad they are. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or, uh, you know, they should be favorite? apologizing, not you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite hobby or, um, you know, I, I, but like really at a heart level, just how, how are you doing and how do you think I'm doing and how could, how could I love Jesus more? How could I serve you more? Like just this, this, you know, is there any observations or thoughts you'd have about me? You know, you're, you're one of the closest guys. You see me up close. How could I, how could I be better in what I do? And this is just be stuff. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, I'm sure you are, but the article, um, I think it's Alfred Poirier that wrote the cross in criticism. Um, but that is just a vital, it's a PDF. You can just, you can Google cross and criticism. And it comes up that that article stays on my desktop all the time hmm. and it, it serves really serves people to, to understand my relationship with others and the need to have people speak into my life. And anyways, I'm talking way too long, but <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I answered your question now, Jody, I've gone too far. Brother, you just keep talking. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I, I, I was, Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I'm just just to kind of jump off that. I think Pat's going somewhere where I've been going. Even on my vacation, my mini sabbatical time, you know, thinking just about the lure of productivity in ministry, and some of that's good. Some of that is, hey, we want to be hardworking for the Lord. We want to be making disciples. We want to be doing good things. But often, a lot of that, uh, I think we can interpret certain things like a, a greater team, a cooler style, as kind of an, an end or goal and is yeah. that christian ministry like uh, is that is that really ultimately and that's the stuff that draws us in so quickly and exhausts us and and also just this idea of discipleship like that's kind of what we're and that's what you're talking about pat like this is a discipling relationship i think ultimately mm-hmm. as a senior pastor if you view yourself as somebody you can pour into your worship pastor and as a worship pastor if you view yourself as somebody who can learn and grow and be poured into i think that really with with deferential respect on both sides man i think that yeah. can really create a great 
relationship with, yeah, Christian ministry, gospel ministry, kind of always as the goal in the end. uh, I think that there's health that comes from that. Yeah, and we see in, you know, we see in scripture, wonderful partnerships. The Apostle Paul was with people he loved and he, he did life with and he did ministry with and he journeyed with. And in history, you see song leaders, you see Billy Graham with George Beverly Shea and Cliff Barrows, you see Moody and Sankey. You know, there's, there's these models for us both biblically and, and in our Christian history where people work together of the preaching mode and of the, the musical mode. And when it happens well, it's sweet. And when it doesn't happen well, it's horrible. Yeah. And the Bible tells us to, to make every effort, you know, to, to keep in peace and to each other up and to encourage each other. So today what we want to talk about is some practical ideas for building this relationship. And so uh, we'll just go around and, and share some things. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up, Rob, with what you just finished saying. And I would use the word care, that a senior pastor, we're going to actually, let's talk about what a senior pastor can do, a lead pastor can do to invest in and to, to build this relationship from his end. The first thing I would say is to care, to invest in a leader. And oftentimes, worship leaders are younger, younger men. Senior pastors have some, some age on them uh, versus younger leaders. And so they, they naturally can be very good mentors and people who invest in uh, younger leaders to help them grow and in their walk. And so I would say one of the things that they need to do is to invest in worship leaders, to be intentional about that. And things like, you know, practically, how are you doing as, as you said, uh, Pat, just in terms of asking the questions and then investing in them to help them to think theological, th- theologically and to help them to grow in their theological depth, to, to read well, to think well, and uh, to think theologically. So, that's something, you know, I think a lot of younger musicians, they think, well, if I know current songs and if I'm up on my guitar playing and I've read a couple of worship books, that's all it takes, right? Well, no, really not. Pick up Grudem and start reading some systematic theology and think about the God that you're, you're worshiping. So that would be my first thing. Uh, over to you, Pat. What, what would you suggest the senior pastor could do? Oh, man. Well, I would, I would suggest that, that although he is the older, wiser um, to posture himself also the senior pastor as a learner from this younger guy. I would say um, I have a lot of young men around me. My sons, uh, I have two sons that are 33 and 32. And um, I learned so much from them. They have deep, deep respect for me and the, the way I've done things and do things. But at the same time, they have so much to teach me. And I think that's really helpful. I, I find a lot of older men that, uh, and I've seen it in senior pastors that don't have young men around them and are not seeing these young men as gifts from God to help them specifically. Uh, they can be become very set in their ways. And this is, this it's my way or, you know, or no way. Um, so I think this, I think the young have, have a lot to teach us as well. And so, you know, if you got humble young men that are looking to you to be, to be trained and equipped and cared for and, and, uh, in, you know, for you to invest, um, realize that there's going to be some real nuggets that's going to come out of their, of their mouths as well for the, for, for this day, this age. Um, you know, this thought of that, oh, that a young man would have the wisdom 
and knowledge of an old man and old, oh, that an old man would have the zeal and strength of a young man. And so there's this beautiful thing that if, if we could get it all combined, um, mm-hmm. it creates something of, of, of just that it's the perfect package. And I think for a young worship leader to go, I so respect my senior pastor and I, I want to be like him. I want to emulate his example. Like you said, Jody, and, and understand the theology rightly, um, being intentional in the way that I, I care for my people. Like he cares for me at the same time, the, the, the senior pastor saying this young man brings something to the table that I don't have. And I need to learn and I want to deeply respect him and care for him. And I want to, take in what he has to say because there's so much good here. Mm-hmm. That's great. I once heard Rory Nolan who wrote that book, Heart of the Artist. Some, some people have heard of that, but as an older guy, he was probably in his fifties when he said this, he was on staff at a church and he said, my job is to, is, is functionally to cheer these young guys on, to be there as a support, be there as a bit of a buffer uh, when they need some help to correct them, but just to, to encourage them to cheer them on. And to, as you said, to, to let them go, to let them lead and to watch their zeal being lived out and their faith being lived out in their leadership. So just a beautiful thing, older and younger working and encouraging together. Rob, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I would say um, the, an essential thing as a senior pastor is to ensure that you craft and have and share a biblical vision of worship, a very clear biblical vision of worship. Um, a lot of the times I find, I think senior pastors, they got so much going on that w- their theology of worship tends to be, even though they're very involved in the service, their theology of worship, I, I, I see a lot of the same kind of mistakes and misnomers when I talk to some senior pastors. And so I think it's very important that we both get on the same page about what is biblical worship, because a lot of conflict happens yeah. when we're not shooting after the same goal, when we're not looking so what makes a great sunday morning what are we both agreeing on what makes a great gathering of the saints and if you're on different page like if my goal is to sound more like as a worship leader my goal is i want to sound like city of light like i want to sound like chris tomlin that's a success but my senior pastor's goal is well i want no i want you to serve the older folks in the church Mm -hmm. Well, we're not, we're never going to be hitting the same thing. And we, and we really, so we really need to open the scriptures together and land together on a clear vision of what biblical worship is. And so success becomes achieving that vision. And then it's, it's you can have great feedback dialogue conversations about, yeah. well, remember when we said that a vision, our biblical vision of worship is, for example, inclusivity, everybody's singing. Well, did you notice that? People really weren't singing during that song. Why do you think that is? That helps you kind of target in your conversation and think about, well, yeah, okay, so I believe that's a, I believe that's part of the vision. So why wasn't that happening? Oh, maybe the key was off or maybe the song is just not resonating with our church. Um, you got to be able to have those groundwork things set up so that you can have good, good evaluation. And we could talk, I think it'd be a great podcast even just to talk about what is a good biblical vision of worship. Um, but you know, have you, do you have that vision? Is it clearly laid out? Have you, have you both talked about it? Are you both on the same page on it? Uh, that I think is ultimately the senior pastor's responsibility. And I think this is also where the senior pastor can learn because typically 
hopefully uh, your worship guy has done a lot of studying, a lot of reading. Hopefully he's very theologically astute when it comes to worship. So he might be able to help you with that. But that's a great, I think, first step is get your vision, get agreed upon vision of biblical worship. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And that, that presumes that there's time spent together, that there's availability. And uh, I would encourage the senior pastors with all the plates that are spinning in your life to actually be intentional and take some time to, to do a whole bunch of things, to talk, to build relationship, to get on the same page. And so, you know, you, both parties need to actually initiate this relationship and whoever does it first, I guess, you know, kudos to them. You get the free donut at the coffee shop, but <laughs> yeah. uh, nonetheless, to be available for senior pastors, to be available for, for feedback, for teaching, for mentoring, for listening, for learning and for review and just building that relationship. I love Pat, what you said earlier about just being, you know, on the same freeway, but being in different lanes and going different directions, sometimes at different speeds. Um, so that's, that's really important. And I think, you know, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. We mentioned that last time. And then when there are, there are frictions and there are frictions in these relationships because of personality difference, style differences, role differentiation, <coughs> Christ, love for each other, love to be in the body together as parts that are complementary, working together. Love covers a multitude of sins. And so senior pastor, love your worship leader, care for them, pray for them, build into them and edify them. Uh, I'm going to jump to the next category, unless either of you guys want to jump with one more thing about um, the, the work of a senior pastor. Pat, do you have anything I, you want to say about that? I, I, would, I would just say, you know, one thing, like my sons are, are both worship leaders, and I always say they're my favorite worship leaders. Um, but to, to, you know, one thing they, like they have the deepest respect for me, but they don't, I've never sought to clone them or to say, you have to do it like I do it. Um, and what I love about them is they are themselves and who God has made them to be. And they do it, they do it so well. And yet I see snippets of the investment that I've made, but they, they've not lost their identity, their personality. And I see that unique gift and that, and that unique gift is celebrated. And I would say to the senior pastor, make sure that you're not trying to clone or, you know, a lot of times that, that style that we have or that preference, we say, we want to do it this way. Um, you can be stifling that, that unique gift that God wants to use that's different from you. So let that personality come out. I've seen some worship leaders that look just scared to death up there because yeah. they've been placed in a box that says, this is what I can do and this is what I can't do. Um, so there's a way to be respectful and have conversation and say, have you ever thought of this or what about this? But, but do it in a way that honors Jesus. As re reading this book, this is a book by Tim Lane and uh, Paul Tripp called Relationships, A Mess Worth Making. And, um, you know, this is, this is just for the church, but books like this <laughs> help a worship leader and a, lead, a senior pastor as well understand uh, that, that reality. So I would just say to the senior pastor, Make sure that you, you, you understand he's nothing like you. And worship leader, make sure you understand the senior pastor is nothing like you. But these are wonderful things to be celebrated. And let's not try to make each other be the same. Let's, let's enjoy those differences and let, let the glory of Jesus shine out of that. That's what makes our <laughs> church 
beautiful. And it's what makes the gospel beautiful. Amen. Good word. Preferring one another. Amen. Uh, Rob, over to you. So as we transition to talk about uh, exhorting, encouraging the worship leader, what, what he can do to build this relationship, what's something that comes to your mind? I think the first thing is grow in your theology of the scripture and the preaching of the word. Like, I think the more that you as a worship leader understand well the, the primacy of the preaching of the word, uh, have a great theology, a love for the scriptures, um, that's going to serve you more than your musical ability. I'll, I'll stand on that. Way more than your musical ability is your love for the, the scriptures and how much you value the preaching of the word. Um, and much of my growth in the past has been, has in worship, has come through preaching more. Um, and the more I'm learning how to handle the scriptures, the more I'm learning how to interpret them, to understand the big idea of the text so I can preach it, so I can adequately and clearly feed my people with it, the, the more I find I'm able to pick songs better. Um, I'm able to identify what songs maybe are, eh, that's not that great, and um, find appropriate scripture readings and whatnot. So I, I personally don't like reducing worship to sung prayer. Um, I think worship is less about prayer and more about preaching. I think preaching Christ, preaching what God has done. Um, personally, it's declaring what's God, what God has done and then praising him. I think it's a proclamation thing primarily, not that it's not prayer, but, um, and, and so that means that truth, biblical fidelity, accuracy, Christ centeredness, all essential values of preaching apply mm -hmm. to worship. And so the best worship leaders, I believe, are people who are theologians, who love the scriptures. And this will endear you to your senior pastor. No. If you sit down and you want to talk, because I do this with my senior pastor, and we, we'll sit down for an hour, and I'm just trying to plan the service, and we'll just talk about the text, and we'll talk about how he's going to preach it, and then we'll open commentaries together and dial. Like, those are rich times of building relationship. Mm -hmm. And, man, they'll start to trust you a lot more when they realize you're about – getting the big idea, making the word clearly understood in the saints and going back mm. to the gospel. So I would say that like as number one, grow in your theology of the scripture and the preaching of the word. It, I think sometimes younger leaders as well, they assume that they're the music guy. You know, I'm the guitar player, the keyboard player, I'm the song picker, the service planner. And while there are aspects that are obviously true to those roles and identities, what you've said is really important. You're not just the music guy. You're the proclaimer you're the the preacher and the musical preacher of truth of the yeah. glory of god in christ jesus yeah. and it's not just enough to sing a song well or pick some songs to go deep and we did refer to this book uh last time and probably in other episodes but uh worship matters if if you're watching or listening today and you think well, I, I don't even have my first book i don't even know where to start yeah obviously the scriptures jump into the scriptures yeah read the bible understand what the Bible says about worship and begin to build your theology of worship by looking at the scriptures. Second place to go would be a great book would be Worship Matters. Yeah. And I, I recommend this book. And in fact, I've had the opportunity to take Worship Matters to Albania and we got it translated into Albanian. Mm. And the cool thing yeah. with that was it was the first book on worship that Albanians have ever had in their history. Wow. And uh, I could go on about Albania, but Nonetheless, the, the reason I love that book, because it's, it's biblical, it's Christ-centered, it's practical, pastoral. And so it's kind of a one-stop shop for somebody who says, you know, I, I really want to grow in this area of my theological depth. So we would recommend that. 
uh, to, to anyone who's listening today. Uh, I think if I was to say something for the worship leader to do for the senior pastor, it would be to communicate support, communicate that you are for the, the senior pastor. You're supporting his vision, wanting to work with him in terms of the service, in terms of the message, helping uh, work with the planning of the, the service and how thematically it works together. And just saying, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you as you're serving the Lord. I'm here to serve God's purposes in this church. The sense that I'm not, you know, I'm not a person who wants to run the show. I really want to have a humble heart and to really uh, support you and follow Christ as we do this together. As you said, Rob, a second ago, that a senior pastor who sees, sees someone jumping in theologically is a blessing. And a lead pastor who sees a young person or a leader with a humble heart and a submissive heart is a blessing as well. And, and someone who's really easy to lead. Mm. So have that kind of heart. And um, I think you will, you'll grow your relationship. What about you, Pat? What's something you think a, a worship leader can do? Yeah, I, I, I think I was thinking along the lines of what Rob mentioned. I mean, think, thinking being, we used to always use the God's looking for fat people, faithful, available, and teachable. Mm. Um, but I, I think the, the, the temptation of a, of a worship person, you maybe got hired, you may be, and I think there's probably more out there that uh, are lay people that are just have been asked by the pastor, Hey, I need you to, to put a song list together and do music because we don't, we can't afford anybody or whatever that is. Um, there's a, there's a lot more smaller churches than there are larger churches. And there's a lot more churches that can't afford to have a, a, a worship, a paid worship mm -hmm. leader. Um, so, you know, how, how do you, how do we help you? Um, that, that are, you know, just in the trenches and doing it every week, I would say, you know, read Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer. Get a big view of God. I would say read, um, read Knowing God by J.I. Packer. The best way you could serve your lead pastor in your church is by you having a big view of God. Read uh, Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. Um, invest in, in, getting a big view of God and an accurate view of yourself. Um, and then I think you serve your, your senior pastor and you serve your church. Well, we've made what we do on Sundays, something that it was never meant to be. And I think if you think about, I've been called to strap a guitar on and lead five songs and you're going on YouTube to pick your favorite five songs. I would just say, would you, could you take some time to behold your God and see him and love him and adore him? Um, I think it was Robert Murray McShane that said the greatest gift you could give your congregation would be your own personal holiness. Mm. And I, I would say to the, to the worship leader out there that the greatest gift you could give your church would be that you stand up there and you've been with Jesus and it's, believable because they can see you've been with Jesus and you know him and you love him and your worship flows from that. Mm -hmm. um, and when that's happening, I think, I think your senior pastor's going, where in the world did we find, did we <laughs> find them? How, how in the world did he become my worship leader? Mm. Um, and it's not, not yes. Musical gifting. We want to get better. We want to strive to be better. We want to strive to do things well, but in the end, uh, what what matters most, strip all that away if we love Jesus, and that is evident 
that's most important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, growing as a, a personal worshiper, um, deepening your walk with God and bringing that in your leadership, that's essential. Well, brothers, we have, we have run our time out uh, today in this discussion. And so uh, thank you, Rob and Pat, for great, great thoughts, great ideas. And uh, this relationship, let me just say, folks, as, as you're listening today, this relationship is, is so important, it's vital, and it is worth spending the time and praying about and working at. If your relationship is bumpy with your senior pastor, uh, pray that the Lord will, will heal it and will improve it and grow it. And there are things, hopefully you found some things today that, that you can use to grow that relationship. And you can fire us off some questions as well. And uh, we'd love to get back to you and talk through some specific things in your situation if we can assist you and, and to help you grow that. But to work at it, senior pastor, work at it. Worship leader, work at it. It's important for the sake of the glory of God, for the sake of the church, for the sake of the enjoyment of the, the health of this relationship, work at it and uh, God will bless it. And, and there'll be much fruit out of that relationship. Um, mm -hmm. The scripture that we talked about, and maybe I'll just close, close with this uh, from Romans chapter 15. We talked about the sense about this harmony and it, this is really the work of God. It says this, uh, Romans 15, verse 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement, some of you need that today, grant you to live in such harmony with one another. So let's just talk about the senior pastor worship leader relationship in accord with Christ Jesus, that you're united in Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this, what a beautiful verse. Two people working together in harmony with one another because of Christ with one heart, one voice, one mind, one life, glorifying the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for the good of God's people, for the glory of his name, and for the, the mission of the gospel going into the world. Uh, make that your goal, and may the Lord help you and bless you in that.